Welcome to Finding Holiness, where we delve into timeless Torah wisdom, revealing the sacred in everyday moments. Join us on a journey to elevate your spirituality and discover holiness in every aspect of life. I'm your host, Rabbi David Kadosh, and together, let's embark on a path of spiritual exploration. I hope you enjoy this next episode. We'll say um, the following Mishnah, Mishnah Yod Le'ilu Nishmat, um, my grandmother, who's um, Shana is tonight, as he went about Sarah, and as well our dear friend, Mr. Amon Toledano, Amram Ben Haim, who's also here, is tonight. Tina Sham to Rabbi Surah Haim. The last pick in Masechet Yevamot, we did it. Chapter 16. And I know, I know some people in the back really want me to do it again. Uh, the, the whole thing from the beginning. Um, <laughs> the, the, the theme of the Perek, and we'll get to this in the third Mishnah, is uh, identifying a, uh, a deceased um, uh, in order to permit a woman to get married. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about different scenarios. But first we've got to go through the first two Mishnayot, which segues into that. Uh, a woman's husband with a, a childless husband and her and the co-wife went overseas the husband had a brother a witness came and said your husband died she cannot get uh, she cannot be remarried because she cannot remarry because this husband had a brother so she, no known children so she probably has to be yibum however she cannot perform yibum until she knows that the, the co-wife is not pregnant, right? If the, if the co-wife is pregnant, then uh, it's a problem, right? You know, the, the, second, wife. second wife of the man, yeah. Uh, if she's pregnant, then, then there's no longer a childless husband. Um, let's say she had a mother-in-law that went overseas. She doesn't have to be concerned that while the mother-in-law was overseas, she became pregnant and had a son, which would be the brother to her husband. She doesn't have to be concerned. That's very far-fetched. Um, However, if the mother-in-law went overseas and she was pregnant, then we are concerned that maybe she had a, uh, a son, and, um, and therefore now she has to fall in Yibum, so she, she wouldn't be able to remarry. Question. Question. Yeah. Is there... <laughs> is there some sort of rule as far as um, a issue when you have, let's say, a 40-year-old woman and the mother-in-law has a baby? So now that baby. But well, why do you why do you assume that that's the situation? Why well, why? I'm giving you. It's also the scenario you just mentioned. No, why? If the, if the girl if the girl's 18 and then the mother-in-law is in her okay. mid 30s. Now let's put her at 35. Okay, so she can have a child at 35. Why can't she no, have a child at 35? The woman who's lost her husband is 35. Her mother-in-law is okay. having a baby. That's the brother now who's only a baby. Yeah. By the time he's 15, she's an old lady. Okay, so she... So, 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 perform halitza. So, perform halitza. Perform halitza. You have to wait for it to become an adult. Have to wait for it to yeah, it's a, it's really yeah tough luck for the for the girl for the oh, widow. Oh. Yeah, uh, what can I say? You know, it's already far fetched that the mother in law had a child in her in her fifties or whatever it is, but uh, it, it it is is what it is. Uh, Rabbi Yoshua Omer Rabbi Yoshua says even in this case, 
You don't have to be, even if the mother-in-law was pregnant overseas, you don't have to concern that she had a son. Could, could be she had a daughter. If she had a daughter, then there's no issue of Yibum here. Um, and therefore, Rabbi Yeshua is leaning and says that she can marry uh, right away. Now, Shtei Yevamot, two sisters, two sisters-in-laws, uh, the, the wives of two brothers, uh, came from overseas. Zo Omeret Med Bali. One of them says, my husband died childless. The other one says, my husband died. This one's forbidden to, to remarry because she might be bound to Yibum of her sister's husband and the other, and the same, uh, the other way around. Now, here's the thing. We learned that the woman, the wife is permitted to testify that her husband died, right? But, even though that's the case, she cannot rely on the sister-in-law's testimony that her husband died. That's not enough, unless there were witnesses. So, so yes, she's believed, but not the sister. Not the, we don't believe the sister-in-law. Not enough to to pull her out of that yibum. So neither of them can get remarried. It's a uh, that's what the Mishnah says. Now, if there were other witnesses, different story. Lazu edim velazu en edim. If one of them had witnesses that the husband died, and the other one didn't have witnesses in the, that the husband died, edim asura, the one that had witness that her husband died is forbidden to remarry because there's no witnesses on the other side that uh, that the brother-in-law died. Okay, so she cannot remarry. However, but the one who had no witnesses, she's allowed to get remarried. She's believed on her own to say that her husband died. And there were witnesses that her, that her brother-in-law passed away. So she can go and get remarried. If this one had children and the other one didn't have children, the one who had children is permitted to remarry because she's not subject to Yibum. She has children. But the one who doesn't have children is uh, forbidden because she's subject to Yibum. If both women, I guess, didn't listen and decided to go perform Yibum anyways to their brother's husbands or the brothers of their husbands, and then the Yevamim themselves died, their, their current husbands, then these women are forbidden, forbidden to get remarried. The original problem uh, uh, returns. Rabbi Elazar Omer, but Rabbi Elazar says, Hoy la yevamin, since they were permitted to marry and actually marry the Yavams, Adam. Therefore, if the Yavams die childless, they're not permitted to marry any person. We'll stop here and we'll continue tomorrow.